Thank you for tuning in to the George Wilder Journey Show. It's always fun. It's great weather here in the city of Chicago. I hope you guys are and girls are having a, a great day. It's a beautiful day. Late spring, late summer day, actually. Uh, oh, And it is beautiful. It is totally beautiful in the city of Chicago. And if you're able to get out and enjoy it, uh, you're physically um, able to get out and enjoy the weather, get out there and enjoy it because winter is coming. And it is beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm over here by um, in the studio by uh, near Lake Michigan, right, right off Lake Michigan, right off Sheridan, right here. I mean, it's it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It's usually cooler by the lake, but I think in some cases it can be either colder by the lake or the same as it is all over the city. Or sometimes maybe even worse. With the humidity and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, but it 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 is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And once again, welcome to the George Wilder Junior Show. We're live until the show is recorded and podcasted. And I, I hope everybody is listening to these shows because you know I put a lot in each and every show. And I say me. I'm not saying I'm not trying to be selfish, but uh, I do put a lot in these shows because I'm the one who produces the show. I'm I direct the show and I um uh, I host the show. So. And I pay for it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's a great day in the city of Chicago, folks. And if it's good wherever you are in the world, get out there and enjoy it, especially the seniors. I mean, you need exercise. You need exercise more than anybody. You know, you got to keep those uh, bones strong. You got to keep that blood flowing and stuff like that. And uh, get out there and enjoy it, okay? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Yes, you have. <laughs> Yes, you have, or you will be uh, one of the two. My and my guest is writer comedian Martin Kennedy. Yeah, uh, Martin Kennedy. Um, what's in the news today, man? What what is in the news today? <laughs> Same old crap. Okay. Um, Fox News wanted to give Donald Trump uh, a chance to. Talk his way out of trouble, but Donald Trump actually talked his way into trouble. You might have heard that the interview on Fox News. Ah, oh, wow, <laughs> he talked himself into trouble. He he done uh, incriminated himself, incriminating him himself. I can see why Giuliani doesn't want him to sit down and talk to Mueller because Trump will lie. He will totally lie. I mean, the man can't help himself. I mean, he Fox News gave him a venue to try to get out of trouble, and he <laughs> he made more trouble for himself. He is the stupidest man, and 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 I'm not the only one saying that. He is the stupidest man uh, I've ever known, uh, especially uh, to be president of the United States, which is something he doesn't deserve. He's disgusting, and. Um, for Fox News, I wanted to give Donald Trump a chance to talk his way out of all the damaging news, but instead he ended up admitting that he committed a federal crime. He admitted it. And and I'm hearing that two people in Congress, Democrats, 
two ladies, two females, they do not want to impeach Donald Trump. They're coming up with all kind of excuses to why they will not impeach Donald Trump. America wants him impeached. But you got people like Nancy Pelosi, uh, someone whom I used to love, Elizabeth uh, Warren, and other Democrats saying that they will not impeach Donald Trump. They need more and more. What more do you need? The man has been <laughs> – what more do you need? The man has been uh, implicated in a federal crime twice. It's on the books. What more do you need? He's a felon. He's a felon. Donald Trump is a felon. People are are saying that he can't be indicted because he's a sitting president. I don't know how much truth is into that because I, I was I was buying it, you know, I was buying it. But who knows what Robert Mueller has up his sleeve? Maybe Robert Mueller will indict Donald Trump just for the sake of indicting him, even if the indictment does nothing. But the indictment will prove uh, prove that Donald Trump colluded. He obstructed justice, and he should be uh, uh, thrown out of the White House. That's what that indictment would prove, even if it goes nowhere, because he's a he's a president, and and the Justice Department has something on the books that's saying you cannot sit and you cannot indict a sitting president. Well, we've never been through this before. We've never uh, uh, thought we would have to indict a president, a sitting president. So I don't know how much water that holds, okay? I really, truly don't. But to say that Mueller uh, cannot or will not indict Donald Trump, we don't even know that yet. He could, and he should. But one, one of the things I do know, and that is Donald Trump cannot borrow money within the United States. And Donald Trump better not try to resign because if he resigns, he becomes a private citizen. And as a private citizen, he can be uh, he can be indicted and he can be arrested. And I believe Donald Trump knows this. So he's stuck being president until he's not president anymore. If, in fact, that the Mueller team cannot indict him because he's president of the United States. But he will not be president of the United States forever. That's a temporary job. However, Trump has stated that he wants to be president forever. It's not going to happen. See, when Trump said he wanted to be president, he would like to be president forever, he was talking to the he was talking to Congress. He was talking to his supporters. See, whenever Donald Trump talks, sits down to give an interview or goes to one of his rallies. He's talking to the Republican Party. He's talking to his base. He's not talking to the rest of us because he knows that we think he's nuts. And he really doesn't care what we think. He doesn't. Donald Trump doesn't care what you think, I think, or anybody thinks. And I can't see why a lot of Republicans are constantly, constantly kissing his ass when he would throw them over and – excuse me. He would throw them over above and under the bus and then kick them in the teeth and they'll get up 
out from under the bus and kiss his ass. I just don't understand the Republican Party letting this criminal, this thug, this felon, sexual harasser. I just feel that the American people, I mean, American people are going to have to grow some balls uh, because we have a Democrat, Democrats who say they will not impeach Donald Trump because they feel that there's more, that they need more information. The Republicans are saying the same thing. They will not impeach Donald Trump because they need more information. What the hell does they need? I mean, this man is a convicted, this man has been implicated in a felony. Give me in a court of law. That's enough to impeach him. That's enough to get him out of office. I just don't understand it. I, I you know, once again, I think the American people are being shift, uh, shafted. I think we're being shafted. The American people have to get up off the, their lazy butts, get out here, protest, go, I mean, flood these offices in Washington, D.C., flood all these offices, your local office, uh, demand, 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 and demand. There might even have to be a revolution or, or a coup of some sort because these assholes on both sides, they are not listening to us. You hear Nancy Pelosi, well, the American people, the American people, the American people. She doesn't give a damn about the American people. These people are all about their party, especially the Republicans. They are all about their party. They put, and this is the truth, they put party over their own country. Half the Republicans are Russian spies. Even John McCain, Senator John McCain, who's dying of cancer, says that Rand Paul is in bed with the Russians. I believe it. We all believe it. They're all and I maybe the reason why I think Mueller is taking so long, some people don't think Mueller is taking long at all. I mean, when you got somebody like Donald Trump in office and you got half the Republicans who will not do anything about it because they're complicit, you want to say, hey, wow. And, and, and if you think about it, Trump and Giuliani is saying to Mueller, hurry up, hurry up, get it over with, hurry up. And he is going to take his time because he's after Donald Trump. He's after Donald Trump. He wants to make sure all of this, once the, the investigation is over, he wants to make sure all the T's are crossed and all the dots, all the I's are dotted. Excuse me. Because I do believe, I swear to God, I do believe that once uh, the shit goes down and hits the fan as hard as it can, Trump will not be the only one going to jail. You're going to have people probably in Congress also. Trump and the Republicans, these people, they just blatantly break the law. Is not above the law. And the the indictment and the prison sentence of his of Michael Cohen, his lawyer and his manager, his one-time manager Paul Maf- Paul Manafort. The jury sent a message to Donald Trump. He is not above the law. He's just he's president of the United States, but he only got the job temporary. 
But, you know, he, he can't see that. And Donald Trump, uh, his favorite television show, Fox and, Fox and Friends, they allowed him, I'm going to say this again, they allowed him to come on their show uh, to, to try to talk his way out of trouble. But instead, as we know Donald Trump, being Donald Trump, he talked his way into trouble. Because that video uh, of Fox and News where Trump is admitting shit that he swore up and down that he didn't do, but now he's admitting that he did, uh, it's all over the place. And I'm pretty sure Mueller's team um, uh, have a copy. Giuliani out there, (laughs) this guy is going nuts. He's going nuts. And also Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's going nuts. Trump did nothing wrong. Trump did nothing wrong, even though she can't go any farther than that to try to clarify what she's saying. Giuliani's out there. This investigation should be over. It should be over. It should be over. Oh, hey, it's going to be over. And I hope they lock Rudy's Rudy's ass up because he's the worst lawyer ever. How how could anybody retain him? He's the worst lawyer ever. So, you know, folks, it it gets crappy and crappier with this uh, administration. Uh, Trump is out there trying to dig himself out of trouble and putting himself more in more trouble. And then, you know, once it dawns on him that he actually incriminated himself, once they tell him, his lawyers and his who, whoever tells him that he actually incriminated himself, they're going to give him some talking points. They're going to tell him what to say. They're going to say, take it back, or, or they're going to say he misspoke. Uh, so this is the reason why they don't want him to talk to Robert Mueller, because he will blatantly lie. But Trump calls it a perjury trap. It is not a perjury trap if, if you just start talking and it finds out the things that you're saying are lying. That's not a perjury trap. That's not a perjury trap. I'm pretty sure his lawyers and Rudy Giuliani is going to say it is. These people are just liars. These people are just trying to protect a criminal and a felon and also a traitor. And also a traitor to this country, to America. And uh, I'll say it once again. It's the people of this country. There's 320 million Americans in the United States. Why are we sitting around taking this? When we all know it's wrong, we all know it's wrong. And we all know that they are screwing with us. Why are we uh, not doing something? Why are we not marching out on the streets? Why are we not flooding these uh, governmental offices and demanding more accountability from Congress and uh, from, well, not Donald Trump because he, he, <laughs> he's far gone. More accountability from our Congress. We should be out here stomping the streets. Yelling and screaming and and just bitching because because the Republicans are trying to screw us all over. Yeah, they want to. They're talking about gutting Social Security, gutting it. 
gutting Medicare. They want to do these things. Why? Because they want to try to fill a budget hole in the deficit that they themselves, the Republicans, created. So now they want to and they want to uh, give another tax cut to the millionaires and billionaires by gutting Social Security, taking your Social Security check, taking your Medicare, either cutting it or eliminating and giving the funds to people who do not need it. And, and in some cases, they don't even want it. There is so many reasons and so uh, much uh, for people to get out here and start marching and screaming and yelling. But there are so many people who don't you, – you've got so many people out here who don't even know what the hell's going on. Well, I'm not political. I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Well, George, you tell me. I'm posting so much shit online and people are saying, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But you, but you know, I'm I'm beginning to think there's a lot of very very bright people on Facebook. When I first started posting and being on Facebook, it was a lot of idiots popping up. But the idiots have been scared off by intelligence. <laughs> I believe that. I do believe. I do believe some of the idiots on Facebook, at least on my page, um, have been a, have been scared off by the intelligence of a lot of the people on Facebook. And then you got people on Facebook who are just ordinary, everyday folks. (laughs) Retired people, people who are working from paycheck to paycheck, uh, people who are just on Facebook just to see what the hell it is, who's posting this, who's posting that. You You got mean and nasty and unruly people on Facebook. Just want to be, uh, just want to be angry and 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 um, mean for the hell of it, you know. So, but there is no doubt about it that people gonna have to start, you know. America is gonna have to start, you know, doing something. The, right now, the politicians are running roughshod over this country, and it's only a few hundred of them, three hundred and. 50 million Americans. Why are we sitting back and taking this? And that's what we're doing. Oh, that's what you're doing because I'm doing, I'm trying to uh, uh, make the world a better place, but I can't do it alone if, <laughs> or with a few people. And uh, it's rough. It's rough when people are, are sitting back and letting this stuff happen. And then complaining about it. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. That is not right. That's not right. But then they're not doing anything to make it better. You, if if it's if all it if all possible, excuse me, if all possible, if you can, you should be out here protesting. Yelling and screaming. They're not going to hear you if you don't say anything. And that's what I'd be telling my son. If you want somebody to know something, you you have to yell and scream at them and demand. You start going out there talking softly, they're going to tell you to go straight to hell. 
And remember, the reason why the Republicans are uh, – there's two reasons why I think the Republicans are controlling everything in 2018. Two reasons. One reason, people did not vote. People did not vote. They stayed, at, they stayed home and said, fuck it. They did not vote. Secondly, I believe the reason to why the Republicans are in office and in control of all the governorships and the Congress around America is because they screamed. They yelled at the top of their lungs. They lied their asses off to get in office. They cheated. Democrats are not so bold. Democrats, some Democrats are weak, spineless, and just maybe in the pockets of Donald Trump. Because they have to be. I mean, this man is a, a implicated in two felonies, maybe three, maybe four, and a lot more. And they will not do the right thing and get him out of office. Of course, their reasoning is on both sides. Democrats and the Republicans is that they want to let the Mueller investigation into a collusion, excuse me, and and collusion with Russia. They want to let that go. They want to see that out. They want to see that concluded. Hell, that might not be concluded for the next three years. Who knows? This man needs to go now. And the excuses. That the Democrats and the Republicans give for not wanting to impeach somebody that should have been fucking impeached three or four months or five months ago is ridiculous. Their excuses will not hold water. If they do not impeach Donald Trump, who is a criminal... And it's been proven in a court of law. Then they are committing a crime. They're committing a crime against the Constitution of the United States. And they're committing a crime against America. As I've said, they both have their reasons for not wanting to impeach Donald Trump. And they and the reasons are weak. I was watching. um Elizabeth Warren this morning on television and the moderator kept asking her uh, with all the evidence that we have of Donald Trump with the Democrats impeach Donald Trump. She could not even she could not even answer a yes or no question. Will the Democrats impeach? If they take back the House and the Senate, will the Democrats impeach Donald Trump? She could not give a yes or no answer. Same way with Nancy Pelosi. You ask her a direct yes or no question, they can't answer. They're talking all around it, talking all above it and beneath it because they think you're stupid. A simple yes or no question. Obviously, they do not want to uh but there are some Democrats in Congress who want to see Donald Trump impeached. Maybe uh, they can override what uh, Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren and some, a few others 
may want. But their reasoning, as I've said, folks, is because is because they want to let the Mueller investigation uh, run its course. But when you have someone in office who has admitted to wrongdoing, there's proof of wrongdoing. His lawyer implicated him in interfering with the 2016 election. This is just extraordinary, folks. This is just extraordinary. This is why I'm saying, this is why I'm saying um, these uh, uh, parties, they're not right. They, they have their own agenda to, to what they want to do. They have their own agenda to what they want to do. Tell me now is John McLaughlin, former acting director of the CIA. Benjamin Wittes is a Brookings Institution fellow and the editor of Lawfare. Heidi Press was a national political reporter, reporter with NBC News, and Susan Del Percio is a Republican strategist. I want to start with John. Uh, you know, I'm not sure Trump cares where he shoots. He's shooting. If anybody gets in his way, he goes with whatever weapon he can find in his holster. He wants to arrest Amorosa. He wants his, <laughs> FBI, his, his attorney general to just go out and arrest her. Suing her isn't enough. But he does know he's allowed to yank security clearances, so that's his first weapon of choice. Yeah, and in this case, I don't think he looks strong and determined, as he says. I think he looks thoughtless and looks a little bit like a mad king. Uh, I've seen this movie before, and it's never in a democracy. This is what you see when uh, a tyrant chooses to use power Trump that they exclusively tyrant. hold to punish people who've spoken out against them. And frankly, he's been very transparent about this. There's not much artifice in his response. He basically says... And the guy's uh, erratic. Uh, yeah, well, you're following your lines. I've often thought that uh, demagoguery is not a good long-term career move. Hmm. Uh, the only one I know who got a long-term career out of it was Franco. Hmm. The rest of them all died hideously. Your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, so I, the other problem with this is it's not going to work because you can revoke the security clearances unilaterally of people who are out of government and who aren't actively using them anyway. But the problem with revoking security clearances as a strategy for dealing with your political problems is that most of the people who have them actually need them to do jobs that they're doing in the yeah. service of you. And so, you know, what are you going to do? You're talking about governing. I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking yeah, about... Trump's not interested in what you're, you're know, talking about. If you want to run a governing CIA... Governing the country? If you want to run a CIA, you've got to have some people with security clearances. Yeah, you're long-term in your thinking. <laughs> I'm, so I'm serious. Heidi, I just think he reaches for the reach. All right, fellas. <laughs> All righty. All right, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. You're on. Uh, hello, this is Martin Kennedy. Oh, Martin Kennedy. You are a writer and a comedian. Correct. Okay, we're going to need some laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> The world is all messed up. <laughs> we need some humor, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Marty Kenny, Kennedy on the George Wilder Jr. Show. He's a writer com uh, and com comedian. Why don't you give us a little bio and then get into telling us all about yourself? Uh, okay. Um, so I'm basically uh, I'm a writer. Um, uh -huh. I've written uh, and produced a couple of uh, indie films. 
Okay. Um, and uh, I kind of specialize in dark humor or, uh, how would you say, um, dramedies. I love the mix okay. of comedy and, dramedy, comedy and drama. Okay. Um, and then, um, obviously, my biggest uh, work to date uh, is the book um, that I, I wrote. I just uh, Actually, I wrote it a while ago and just got around to uh, publishing it earlier this year. Yeah, well, that's great, man, because, you know, it doesn't matter uh, how old your book is. I mean, you can push it forever, you know. I mean, people will buy it. People will, people will be interested. And uh, great. Um, okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about the book. So it's, uh, the title of the book is called He Said It, I Didn't, a biblical book <laughs> okay. report, Brooklyn style. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm, I'm originally from Brooklyn. Uh, so basically, um, is it fiction, nonfiction? Uh, this is nonfiction. Basically, what I did was I read the entire Bible uh, from okay. cover to cover, and okay. as I put it, I wrote. I just wrote my thoughts and, and feelings and opinions on it, uh, in kind of in the style of a book report. Um, uh-huh. And how this came, came about was I was actually planning, preparing to film a documentary on this, I guess you can call it a religious cult of sorts. These guys mm-hmm. called uh, the Black Israelites. Um, mm-hmm. They were very popular uh, in New York in the uh-huh. 90s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, in short, they believe that all people of color, Black, uh, Indian, Latino, they are the true descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, mm. And they would stand on the street corners uh, with a speaker and a megaphone and preach, but they were pretty violent in their preaching. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, they would – basically, if you weren't a person of color, you were a target. Um, And I have – like I said, I have a dark sense of humor, so I found this stuff completely hysterical. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I thought I'm like like I'd never seen anything on video uh, on them, so I decided to do the documentary. So um, I am um, a former Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, I went to Sunday school for years. I did the uh, the first communion, the confirmation, all that stuff. But as yeah. I tell people, simply put, it just never stuck. I'm basically an atheist. Um, yeah, but I knew if I was going to talk to these guys because they were preaching directly from the Bible, so I knew if I was going to talk to them, uh, I would have to know, you know, kind of what I was talking about. Um, and and ironically, I was actually preparing to defend the Bible from some of the things that they were saying because they were. Yeah, I was gonna. I was excuse me. I was gonna ask you uh, before you uh, got to that part. I was gonna ask you: Are you an atheist? It doesn't sound like you are. No, I am. I am. Oh, you are. Okay. And I am, yes. Um, okay. And so, could be, as I was saying, so the stuff that they were saying, like I said, the, the violence and the, the, the hatred and all that stuff that they were spewing, mm-hmm. they were saying it's all backed from passages in the Bible. So I was like, well, that wasn't the, you know, I guess that, although I didn't believe in God and Jesus and all that stuff, you know, I heard a lot about them. You know, from like I said, Sunday school and from my mom and all of that. And yeah, God would yeah. never do any of the heinous stuff that these guys are talking about. So I'm like, let me just read this 
so I can prepare myself for these interviews. And before I got out of Genesis, I quickly realized that the stuff that was actually in the Bible were was like just off kilter from the stuff that I was taught and told for years. And everything yeah. I mean, I have obviously as most of us, you have a lot I have a lot of religious friends and yeah. they they just they believe what most people believe and I'm like, but that's not what's actually in there. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to put this documentary on the back burner, and I'm going to finish reading the Bible. And I decided to write a book about it, and that's what I did. Oh, wow, great. Uh, sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, you know, I, I've i gone to church. I mean, I'm a little kid. I've gone to church, uh, storefront churches, big churches, small churches, and I really, really tried to believe. I, I gave it my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hear you. Yeah. It, it just, just did. Like, Go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, you were probably going to say it just didn't stick. And that's exactly how it was for me. It just, you know, I mean, my, as I said, my, my, <laughs> my mother still doesn't know this book exists. Like, I don't have the heart to tell her because, I mean, she, she loves Jesus. She loves God, and this and that. Yeah. But it's like it just, it just. Like I said even as a kid, for some reason, I'm just like, there's just. It, it wasn't fun to think about, you know, all of this stuff. It was boring, and then stuff just started making less and less sense the older I got. And then yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. by the time I, I, yeah. I got to reading the actual thing, I'm like, this is. I'm like, I literally said to myself, I'm like, do Christians know this? Like the stuff that's in here. Yeah, I used to. I used. I don't want. Sorry for cutting you off, but I. I used okay. to. Uh, whenever someone walked up to me with a Bible, I. I. I was patient. I listened. I mean, I was. Mm-hmm. You know, but I knew in my mind that it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> you know, but I would right. listen and I would uh, be respectful and patient and you know and after it was over, I you know, doing what I <laughs> love doing. You know. Exactly. Um, exactly. But but I really tried, man. I really did. <laughs> I just it just didn't. It doesn't work. I, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, how how is the uh, how how are people reacting to your book? Well, you know, like so. I, I mean, all the people that know me, they, you know, they know uh-huh. my position on religion and Christianity uh-huh. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like not. Uh, not news, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I, it's almost like I'm, I'm like I have a full arsenal now. Like I, 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 I kind of say in my book, like the worst thing, because I'd had debates years with people about you know whether you know there is a God, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and you know I'd argue with logic and reason, and they'd argue with faith and faith, and you know I would eventually you know, get the better of them and then their final their 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 the final grasp they would they would go is, Well, have you ever read the Bible? And I'm like, No, I don't why would I do that? And you know, and they're like, Well, if you haven't read it, then you know, you can't really comment on it. And now I tell people the last thing you should have ever done was tell me to read the Bible. <laughs> because now like it's like I have all the evidence in the world and, and that's why the title of the book is what it is, what it is. I'm not saying anything different yeah. than I said for my whole life. It's just that now I'm using his words, which is God's words, because 
that's basically what I've been told, that these are the words of God. So I'm using his own words to prove my point. Hence, he said it. I didn't, I didn't say all this horrible stuff. Your God said it. And so the reaction is I actually had an interview uh, last month about the book uh, uh-huh. in, in Brooklyn. And um, I actually knew the, the girl. She had a, um, uh, she had a, a talk show on um, public access television in Brooklyn. And yeah. I know she's a, she's a Christian. And I knew that. And so we went into it and we started talking about it. And, and I, at one point she was like, well, I hear what you're saying, you know, but to me it says da, 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 da. And, you know, these things happen because we have free will and that, which is like the, the, the get out of jail free card for God. Yeah. Is, I've heard that. Yeah. Free will. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've you heard know? of it. So, and I proved to her that there is no such thing as free will from, from the Bible. Again, yeah. like I said, the big problem with Christians is that they believe the Bible, but they never read it. And yeah, that's, that's... all you have to do is – yes, I'm sorry. No, no, go right ahead. I was just uh, mumbling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is just read the book. And it showed, like I said, it, it is so – it became so clear to me. Like, like I said, I believe that none of this stuff was real, but there's absolute proof now that – this stuff was all written just by men. One of, of, my, uh, one of, of my big killers in the book is the, uh, I mean, everyone has seen Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments with, you know, Charlton Heston. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. right, and all that, you know, what the, the, the uh, Pharaoh would not let the children of Israel go, and God had yeah, to punish Yeah, that's Moses, the part of Moses, yeah. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. what they never tell you is that on <laughs> at least <laughs> on at least six of the, the ten plagues that, that God thrust upon Israel, I mean thrust upon Egypt. Yeah. It said Pharaoh was going to let the children of Israel go, but then God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. So I said to my the the, the, the person in the interview was like, that right there proves to you Pharaoh had an intention to do something, and God would not let him do it just so he can punish him further. So how exactly does Pharaoh have free will? At that, at that particular point, free will did not exist. So that means that if God can take away Pharaoh's free will, then he could take away the free will of murderers and rapists and pedophiles and all that stuff. But I guess God just chooses not to, which means he must be a really sick puppy. Because he likes to see these things happen, you know, and, and that whole thing, like the, the Bible paints God as such a monster. It's, it's incredible. Um, so that that was, and, and she had nothing to say. She actually changed her tune. She was like, well, you know, I know some of the things in the Bible aren't true. All of a sudden now, she knew that some of the things in the Bible weren't true because she had no comeback against that because it was in the Bible that I'm talking, that I, that I brought this stuff from. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, your book, your book is, like you said, it is humorous, but it's dark humor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 when yeah, I because, create um, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. When I create things, I have three basic tenets. For me, I call them tenets of creativity. Uh, entertain, educate, 
and agitate. I try <laughs> to do all three. <laughs> Seriously. I try to do all three of those things in everything that I do. Like I've written articles yeah. and like I said, I wrote this book. Yeah. I wrote screenplays, yeah. uh, movies, uh-huh. and, you know, tell yeah. And they're all the same thing. You know, you, you, you're going to get upset at some point. You're going to laugh yeah. at some point. Hopefully you will learn something at some point. Exactly, and when you agitate people, they are sub-subtle to respond. Precisely. You you understand. That's exactly it. People cannot pay attention. I mean, there's so much information and so much talking and so much blathering Mm -hmm. going on now that you kind of have to hit people over the head sometimes to get them to turn around and say, oh, you want me? Yeah, so, and that's that's what I do. And, of course, there's very few things, at least in this country, there's very few things that will get people's attention, like talking about religion and God. So yeah, and it just, it oh yeah, so that'll get their that. attention quick. I mean, that will mm-hmm. <laughs> that will get their attention quick, especially if they are believers. I mean, they will get it quick oh, yeah. because you know, because I'm an atheist, and I'm pretty sure a, a lot of people in my family are not, and uh, <laughs> because. When you're, when you're raising a big family, you, you, you're going to have a lot of people in that particular family who are churchgoers and believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, with this Catholic mess, this Catholic priest mess, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it. Uh, of course. Huh? No, I said, of course, yes, I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I was saying this, is, this probably uh, negates my uh, religious or church card. You know, I mean, because, you know, it's not only happening in the church. I mean, it's probably every church in America, but uh, the Catholic church uh, gets the most, the brunt of everything. You think? Right. I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, writer, comedian, Martin Kennedy. Uh, you say you're a comedian. comedian. Are, do you work at some of the uh, 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 comedy ventures or ventures around or um, oh, you just that that yeah. I I mostly just write it. Um, I've done some stand up. Okay, write it. Okay. Um, my last show was uh, earlier this year. Um, uh-huh. It was <laughs> so a bit of a comeback uh, show of sorts. Okay. Um, okay. Because uh, I I did the show before that was exactly one year prior. Uh, last okay. year it was in March, March of 2017, um, and I came down with a serious illness and I was shelved mm-hmm. for months. Uh, that's like I said, that was, that was actually the reason why I didn't publish my book last year. Cause I was just, you know, okay. Off the charts. Okay. And All right. Writer, comedian, writer, comedian, Martin Kennedy on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Tell us where we can go get your book, how we can get in touch with you. Give us a website. Sure. Um, the right website okay. is simple. It's, it's, he said it. I didn't.com. H E S A I D. I T I D I D N T dot com. Um, it's also on Amazon. You can just go to Amazon, okay. type in he said it, I didn't, and it's on iBooks right now. So you can okay. uh, get that on your your iPad, your tablet. You know, get upset while you're yeah, on yeah, I, yeah. I have a Kindle, so that <laughs> it would be uh, great to have it on a Kindle. You think? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and okay. it's one of those things. Like I said, you know, if, once you start reading, like I said, it was so. Again, I I wasn't. I'm not religious, but I was so amazed at 
what was actually in there if you are religious. And and to be honest with you, like that's one of the main reasons why I wrote the book. It's because I know that people don't know all of these things. And so I no. just want to give folks out there an honest opportunity at a decision to whether they want okay. to be religious or not, whether they want to worship this particular uh, uh, religion or not. Because I know they don't because they're just fed certain versions of the truth. There's some, some of these things aren't true at all. And, you know, the people who are hamstrung by religion, you know, they, they're, yeah. they're repressed. They have, you know, here's the, the, the poor LGBTQ community. You know, these people have to live a completely separate life than they want to because their whole family says, oh, that's a sin. You're going to burn in hell if you touch that guy. You know, so yeah, yeah. I just want people to see, like, you know, they're, 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 there's not just, just know who it is or what it is you're actually worshiping, and then make a choice. Then make a decision. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? I totally agree. Um, uh, Martin, I'm going to send you a link to the show uh, that the show you're on, and you can use it any way you want. You can put it on your website, and people can come by your website, listen to you on this show here. So I'll send you a link. And. <laughs> And I want to uh, thank you for being on the show, and I wish you a lot of luck at what you do. I, I do think you're a funny guy, and I, I, I'm going to be one of those folks to go to Amazon and probably download your book. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I had a great time. No problem. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, that's writer, comedian Martin Kennedy on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, wow, that was fun. That was really fun. Let's see if we can find um, Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd, she was on the other day. Um, abuse of power. I'm looking at some clips here, folks. So <laughs> if you see, hear me uh, uh, not being totally uh, focused, it's because of this. We'll be right back.
list of commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to 10. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told, so they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain, when no one was around, God had given them the Ten Commandments. But let me ask you this. When they were sitting around making this shit up, why did they pick ten? Why ten? Why not nine or eleven? I'll tell you why. Because ten sounds official. Ten sounds important. They knew if it was eleven, people wouldn't take it seriously. Say, what, are you kidding me? The eleven commandments? Get the fuck out of here. But ten... Ten sounds important. Ten is the basis for the decimal system. It's a decade. It's a psychologically satisfying number. The top ten, the ten most wanted, the ten best dressed. So having ten commandments was really a marketing decision. <laughs> and to me, it's clearly a bullshit list. It's a political document artificially inflated to sell better. I'm going to show you how you could reduce the number of commandments and come up with a list that's a little more workable and logical. We're going to start with the first three, and I'll use the Roman Catholic version because those are the ones I was taught as a little boy. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Right off the bat, the first three, pure bullshit. <laughs> Sabbath... Sabbath day, Lord's name, strange gods. Spooky language. Spooky language. Designed to scare and control primitive people. In no way does superstitious nonsense like this apply to the lives of intelligent, civilized humans in the 21st century. You throw out the first three commandments, you're down to seven. Next, honor thy father and mother. Obedience, respect for authority just another name for controlling people. The truth is, obedience and respect should not be automatic. They should be earned. They should be based on the parent's performance. Parent's performance. Right? Some, some parents deserve respect. Most of them don't. Period. You're down to six. Now, in the interest of logic, something religion is very uncomfortable with, we're going to jump around the list a little bit. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Stealing and lying. Well, actually, these two both prohibit the same kind of behavior. Dishonesty, stealing, and lying. So you don't need two of them. Instead, you combine them and you call it, thou shalt not be dishonest. And suddenly, you're down to five. And as long as we're combining, I have two others that belong together. Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Once again, these two prohibit the same kind of behavior, in this case, marital infidelity. The difference is coveting takes place in the mind, and I don't think you should outlaw fantasizing about someone else's wife. Otherwise, what's a guy going to think about when he's waxing his carrot? <laughs> but, but marital fidelity is a good idea, so we're going to keep the idea and call this one, thou shalt not be unfaithful. And suddenly, we're down to four. 
But when you think about it, honesty and fidelity are really part of the same overall value. So in truth, you could combine the two honesty commandments with the two fidelity commandments and give them simpler language, positive language instead of negative, and call the whole thing, thou shalt always be honest and faithful, and we're down to three. Thou shalt, thou shalt, they're going away, they're going away fast. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. <laughs> Am I right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> you want to get one too. <laughs> Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. You throw out coveting and you're down to two now. The big honesty and fidelity commandment and the one we haven't talked about yet, thou shalt not kill, murder. The fifth commandment. But when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about it, religion has never really had a big problem with murder. Not really. More people have been killed in the name of God than for any other reason. All you have to do... Yeah. All you have to do is look at Northern Ireland, the Middle East, Kashmir, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and the World Trade Center to see how seriously the religious folks take thou shalt not kill. The more devout they are, the more they see murder as being negotiable. It's negotiable. You know? It depends. It depends. It depends on who's doing the killing and who's getting killed. So, with all of this in mind, I leave you with my revised list of the two commandments. <laughs> thou shalt always be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie, <laughs> and thou shalt try real hard not to kill anyone, unless, of course, they pray to a different invisible man from the one you pray to. <laughs> two is all you need. Moses could have carried him down the hill in his fucking pocket. And if they had a list like that, I wouldn't mind those folks in Alabama putting it up on the courthouse wall. As long as they included one additional commandment, thou shalt keep thy religion to thyself. Department. In the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe in awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion. Religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the Invisible Man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you, and he needs money. <laughs> he always needs money. 
He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. Thank you very much. But I want you to know, I want you to know something. This is sincere. I want you to know, when it comes to believing in God, I really tried. I really, really tried. I tried to believe that there is a God who created each of us in his own image and likeness, loves us very much, and keeps a close eye on things. I really tried to believe that, but I've got to tell you, the longer you live, the more you look around, the more you realize something is fucked up. Something is wrong here. War, disease, death, destruction, hunger, filth, poverty, torture, crime, corruption, and the ice capades. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong. This is not good work. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Results like these do not belong on the resume of a supreme being. This is the kind of shit you'd expect from an office temp with a bad attitude. <laughs> and just between you and me, in between you and me, in any decently run universe, this guy would have been out on his all-powerful ass a long time ago. And by the way, I say this guy because I firmly believe, looking at these results, that if there is a God, it has to be a man. No woman could or would ever fuck things up like this. So, so, if, if, if there is a God, if there is, I think most reasonable people might agree that he's at least incompetent and maybe, just maybe, doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit, which I admire in a person and which would explain a lot of these bad results. So rather than be just another mindless religious robot, mindlessly and, and aimlessly and blindly believing that all of this is in the hands of some spooky incompetent father figure who doesn't give a shit, I decided to look around for something else to worship. Something I could really count on. And immediately, I thought of the sun. Happened like that. Overnight, I became a sun worshiper. Well, not overnight, you can't see the sun at night. <laughs> first thing the next morning, I became a sun worshiper. Several reasons. First of all, I can see the sun. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Unlike some other gods I could mention, I can actually see the sun. I'm big on that. If I can see something, I don't know, kind of helps the credibility along, you know?
have shown us that the deficit is growing at an alarming rate. And in fact, the tax cuts that Republicans put in place at the end of last year uh, have ballooned the deficit by more than 20%. Just that one piece of legislation, 20% increase in the deficit. Now, Republicans during the Obama years were absolutely up in arms over the fact that the deficit was getting out of control. But during the Bush years, when Dick Cheney said deficits don't matter, They believed it. They were like, yeah, let's just spend all the money and not worry about it. Obama came along, increased spending to help save the economy, which he did, uh, and they were furious. But now they're back in charge, so once again, deficits don't matter. And to an extent, they really don't. Until that ballooning deficit is used to kill programs that actually help keep American citizens alive, which unfortunately is the scenario playing out right now. Realizing that the deficit is growing at a rate that they cannot hope to sustain or even pay down, Republicans have increased their calls to cut social safety net programs that millions of American citizens have been paying into for their entire working lives, and they are therefore entitled to them. That is why they're called entitlement programs. We've already paid in all the money for them. We just want to get our money back. But Republicans don't want to do that. They want to take the money that we've paid in and give it to the wealthy elite, the top 1%, in the form of tax cuts. Right now we have uh, Representative Steve Stivers. He's the most recent one. He is a Republican from Ohio. He went on CNBC this week to say that, you know, because of this deficit situation that is caused by our tax cuts, we need to look at entitlement reform. We need to cut Social Security and Medicare. Uh, Paul Ryan made it very clear. He stated specifically at the end of 2017 that the next thing on his agenda now that he's passed the tax cuts is cutting back Social Security and Medicare. Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, said the same thing. Uh, Senator John Thune, a Republican from South Dakota, 
also says that we've got to cut these entitlement programs because, you know, we just basically blew up the deficit. Representative uh, Republican Tom Cole from Oklahoma says that uh, he doesn't know much about economics, but we probably need to get rid of some of these entitlement programs or cut them down. So we have this idiot here, Tom Cole, who says, I don't even understand the economy, but let's cut these things. This, this is what we're dealing with, with this particular political party right now, folks. They gave everything that we had to the top 1%. Studies, even studies by Republican think tanks, have shown us that average American workers will get $0 from this tax cut. And if we do get anything, it's going to take several years for us to even get that money. And then by the time that happens, the tax cuts for the underclass will have expired. So then we actually won't even be eligible for it anymore. But the tax cuts for the top 1% are actually never set to expire. Just the ones for us, you know, the poor folk, the people who live paycheck to paycheck. And now they want to take the money that we have been paying in for our entire working lives to pay down the deficit that they created by giving tax cuts to the wealthy elite. The Republican Party is pure evil, 100%. And there is no other way to slice it. If you want to take money that poor people have paid into a program so that they can maybe one day retire or at least not be homeless when they hit age 65, and you want to take that money that they've been paying into, most of them for 50 years, and give it to billionaires, then yeah, the only word available to describe you is evil. And that is...
turning now to a special report on Donald Trump's education secretary, Betsy DeVos, who is rolling back years of policy in ways that could affect millions of students, maybe students in your own household. In the past few months, she's scuttled hundreds of civil rights probes that were underway from the Obama administration and cut off programs that were designed to enhance diversity across American schools. She also dismantled protections for students at for-profit schools. And DeVos came in as one of Trump's most controversial cabinet picks. The question the critics posed was whether she was more focused on business approaches than the public interest. What we're doing tonight is looking at how her record is bearing out. Consider three years ago she said this. We're the beneficiaries of startups, ventures, and innovation in every other area of life. But we don't have that in education because it's a closed system. A closed industry, a closed market. It's a monopoly, a dead end. So what is she doing about her so-called monopoly dead end? Well, we're seeing her tenure touch on virtually just about all the controversial big-ticket items in Donald Trump's presidency, from civil rights to guns to, of course, immigration. Consider that DeVos refuses to say whether migrant kids split from their own parents would get to go to school or not. And she stunned many educators by testifying that teachers could become part of immigration enforcement because they could then be able to call border agents to report on undocumented families. If a principal or a teacher uh, finds out that a, a certain child is undocumented or he, his or her families are, are members are undocumented, do you feel that that principal or teacher should, is responsible to call ICE and to have that family reported? Uh, sir, I think that's, that's a school decision. It's a local community decision. She also struck a very Trumpy tone on another fairly basic policy point, the issue over whether one admits that guns are dangerous inside school. You can't say definitively today that guns shouldn't be in schools? Well, I, I will refer back to uh, Senator Enzi and the school that he was talking about in Wapiti, Wyoming. I think probably there, I, I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school to protect from potential grizzlies. Potential grizzlies. That was back in January, but it was more than a gaffe. We want to show you the facts in policy because she's now leading a commission on school safety, but says the entire effort will not even discuss gun violence. So you're studying gun violence, but not considering the role of guns. We're actually studying school safety and how we can ensure our students are safe but, at well, school. How can you ensure students are safe in school? Well, look at what endangers their safety. 59 school shootings, 59 deaths, 93 injured since DeVos was confirmed last year. Now, she also was part of funneling millions of dollars in donations to the Republican Party, which put her on the map for the Trump administration, but had zero prior experience in public education, something which critics say is part of the problem and has become very obvious in her public statements. So were you unaware when I just asked you about the IDEA that it was a federal law? I may have confused it. Have Sarah, the public yeah. schools in Michigan gotten better? Uh, I don't know. Overall, I, I can't say overall that they have all gotten better. The whole state is not doing well. Well, there are certainly lots of pockets where the, 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 the students are doing no, well. And those kind of appearances did open her up to ridicule all the way over on SNL. 
I don't, um, I don't know anything about school, but I, I do think there should be a school. Well, I, I think the problem is that the words that were coming out of my mouth were bad, and that is because they came from my brain. Look, I may not be very good on camera, but behind the scenes, my ideas are much worse. Is it funny or is it true? Many critics are saying the record has become clear and some of those ideas are actually much worse. DeVos reversing Obama policies for sexual assault protections on campus, dropping bathroom rules that were designed to protect students who identify as transgender, and then pulling out, pulling out on guidelines that protect disabled students. Now, DeVos is a longtime advocate for private schools, often at the expense of public education. That's a big and complex debate, but she's been criticized for sometimes seeming to downplay the problems that students do face in underperforming schools. Have you seen the really bad schools? Maybe try to figure out what, what they're doing? I have, not, I, have not, I have not intentionally visited schools that are underperforming. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe I should, yes. Leslie Stahl there on 60 Minutes, maybe you should, a fair point to raise with someone in charge of all the schools. I mean, the ones that are perfect, they might need less attention. Now here at The Beat, we reached out to the Education Department for this report to ask a follow-up because more time has gone by. Has DeVos actually gone out and visited any of those underperforming schools since March when she said that? Well, we found that just two of the schools out of the 24 she's visited are characterized as underperforming. In fact, the majority of the school visits during this period were to foreign overseas schools like those in England, Switzerland, and the Netherlands. Now, there are about 75 million students here in the United States and many different types of schools worth visiting. At least some, maybe half, ought to be the underperforming ones if they're the ones you want to help. The bigger point here, as we see the record, is that the things said, the things flagged, those so-called gaffes, they're making their way into education policy here in the Trump administration. And perhaps that dead end is something that Ms. DeVos was seeing. President Trump served up some flat out lies at his own campaign rally last night in Pennsylvania. The New York Times debunked a number of his claims. So let's start with lie number one, Trump on Russia. Russia's very unhappy that Trump won. That I can tell But I got along great with him. The notorious liar, Russian President Vladimir Putin, admitted on camera favoring Trump over Clinton. And of course, we cannot forget those 12 Russian intelligence officers already indicted by the feds in the Mueller investigation. Lie number two, Trump on job growth. <coughs> Since the election, we've added a number that nobody would have believed and that I would have never said on the campaign trail. I wouldn't have said it because they would have done a big number on me. 3.7 million new jobs. Well, Mr. President, with all the respect, in fact, it's been absolutely predictable. From December 2016 uh -huh. to June 2018, 3.7 million jobs have been added. Compare that with the 19 months leading up to Trump's election, and you'll see 4.3 million jobs were added. Hmm, how about that? Yeah. And how about line number three? President Trump on tax cuts. Republicans just passed the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country. Nope. Trump's tax cuts for the wealthy may have been massive, but they do not stack up to the cuts 
from former U.S. presidents like Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush. And lie number five, Trump on the press. They can make anything bad because they are the fake, fake, disgusting news. Please, Mr. President, relax. The press is not the enemy of the people. We here, at least on Belshine Rule, are giving people the facts, not alternative facts, not facts as you see them, not facts as you remember them. We give them the facts, and facts matter. Facts matter, and those people, those kids who sat behind you, I bring it up again, Allie, at that rally, those children deserve better. Yeah, they, they, we grew up thinking that being the president of the United States is, is really important, and you shouldn't lie. Uh, by the way, you also said it's the, uh, the best economy in U.S. history. There's a lot of ways to measure an economy, and by none of them is this the best economy in U.S. history. But as you and I always say, it's good. It's growing. Things are happening. There's good GDP growth. Unemployment is low. We're creating 150,000-plus jobs a month. There's lots of stuff to actually talk about without lying. And if he didn't lie about it, you and I would actually have done an entire entirely different story right now. There'd be some news out there that we're, we're not reporting to our viewers because we're fact-checking well, the president again. Axios put out a report today that said a Republican who's running in 2018, an endorsement from Trump is the golden ticket. If you coupled that Axios report with the kind of support and adoration President Trump get at his rallies, we would sit here and talk about yeah. what a winning yeah. combination this is. Instead, we sit here scratching our heads why President Trump gets up at a podium in a room full of people who love and adore him, and he lies straight to their faces. Why? Hey, MSNBC fans, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by right, clicking right. on that button down there. And all right, I clicked on it. You're off. All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is just about off the air, folks. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank my guest, um, uh, comedian Martin Kennedy, for being on my show and for being a great, great guy. Uh, I'm going to get that link out to him pretty soon. And I wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, every guest that comes on the show, uh, they have my most gracious uh, appreciation and, uh, you know, <laughs> congrats on being uh, uh, great or seeking to be great and always wanting to help uh, their fellow man out. Because there's nothing like helping people when they're down and out. There's nothing about uplifting people. And I've always said, if you don't, if you didn't know, if you, if you don't want to help people, you you shouldn't be on the earth, on this earth, you know. Uh, there is nothing, there is no greater feeling anywhere than helping someone who uh, actually and legitimately uh, needs help. You know, of course, the Republicans they're not going to help anybody but themselves, um, and and it's shameful that the Republicans in Congress um, covering up for a criminal uh, that makes them criminal, but they don't care. They, they, they don't care two cents about being aiders and, and abettors. They don't care two cents about uh, Trump being a criminal. They don't care anything. They're not going to impeach him. The, you know, it's not going to happen. Uh, so, you know, I'm just hoping when Mueller concludes his investigation that he takes a lot of these guys and girls down in Congress, uh, who are blatantly in your face, aiders and betters, uh, aiders and abettors to this crooked president, uh, because they are. And I'm hoping that a blue wave just m 
knocks them all out into sea somewhere. And uh, people should uh, people should not ever ever vote Republican again because it's going to be a thousand years, uh, totally decades from now to try to get uh, America back on track because. There's no doubt about it. Trump and the Republicans have torn it apart. And as I've said before, it's going to take Americans to put America back on track. And we got to do more than just vote blue. That's important. That's a, uh, a important proponent of all of this. But we have to do a lot more than just vote blue. We have to get out here and fight, 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 fight. We got to get out here and protest, march, shout, yell, uh, bust down these uh, governmental offices and, and, you know, let your anger be shown. You know, you're pissed off, you're angry, you're mad at what's going on in your country. We are the 99 percenters. They are the 100 percenters. No, no, excuse me. <laughs> I'm scanning this wrong. We are the 99 percenters. They are the 1 percent. The 1 percent. Why are we letting these people doo-doo all over us when, we, when there's more of us than there are of them? It doesn't make sense. Maxine Waters said the same thing. She said the same thing. Why are Americans standing idly by and letting this happen? I can only say that I think Americans, I want to say this in a good way, I just think some Americans are just cowards, uh, scared, you know, afraid, you know, do nothing, looking for someone to come out of the blue to lead them into the promised land instead of leading themselves. And I do think that I think America, we need leaders. We need someone to follow. Americans are followers. If they were leaders, they would be out here uh, doing what leaders do. Um, Americans are followers. This is why there is no action. This is why there is nothing going on. This is why Americans are sitting back, hopefully, waiting for the blue wave. You know, So Americans are followers. And the Republicans and Democrats, they know this. They know this. And they're, uh, and they're taking advantage of it. They ain't gonna fight. They're not gonna do anything. They're just gonna sit down, sit around, and bitch. They're not gonna fight. And Americans are not going to fight. Because if they were going to fight for their country, they would be out here every single day. That Donald Trump is in office. That the Republicans are aiding and abetting him. They're not protecting the country. They're protecting their party. And who knows? They may even win the election. I want to bite my tongue when I say that. They, they could win the election because they are setting up, as I speak, voter suppression laws, voter, uh, stupid voter repre- uh, suppression laws. Americans should be a revolution, a coup. Uh, uh, I'm not saying – I'm not advocating violence or anything. No, 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 no. Um, I'm saying that we have to get in these folks' faces in Washington. We have to get in their faces. We know they're surrounded by um, secret services, secret service, bodyguards, and security guards. We know that. Capitol Police. 
but still and all, we can make a scene. But, you know, these guys and girls in Congress, they don't give a damn what kind of scene we make. All they know is they want their hands on America. They want to tear it down. They want to destroy it. Half of the fucking Republicans are Russian spies. All right, you've been listening to uh, the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm, I hope you guys and girls had a great week because I sure did. We will be back on Monday with great guests and more talk and more talk and more music and more talk and more talk. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Have a great evening. Have a great weekend. Have a great morning. Where, whenever you find yourself, wherever you find yourself listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, everybody, you have a good one. All right. You have a really, really good one. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Up the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who crawls.
I got to send her a link, too. What was her name? Um, hmm. 